Ladies and gentlemen, Comedy Roundtable. Coming up on this episode. All these people are here because this guy had some funny, had one funny clip or, or you know, hit his uncle in the balls or something like that, right? Trying to set a sleep record. Oh, right. And then you wake up and you're like, did I get it? Nope. Okay. Not even Jesus. <laughs> Look, I have a Guinness record for running marathons, but you won't believe this. I'm also a serial killer. We have saved a chair for you, our listener, and we've also saved a chair here at the roundtable for our guest this evening. Nick Griffin. We are not at the Landmark Diner, as we normally are, adjacent to the Punchline Comedy Club for this episode of the Comedy Roundtable with Jamie, Jamie, and Adam. We are instead in studio, but Nick is at the club. You had a show last night. I did. It was great. Yeah, it was, it was good to be there. And then are you someplace else tomorrow night? I am. I'm at the Comedy Cellar in New York City. Okay. Awesome. Speaking of New York comedy news, one of sure. the things that'll be happening, it'll, it will have happened by the time this episode airs, Caroline's on Broadway is it's closing. closing. Yeah, oh. one of the one of the big comedy clubs opted not to renew their lease. Yeah, I kind of an iconic yeah. uh, comedy club around for a hundred years. So you're saying to me, I can go sign a quick lease, put up Caroline's with a K, and just like instant equity for my new business. <laughs> Possibly, I can't promise you that. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how that works necessarily, and I, I get the sense that it's probably going to be a Swatch store or something come January. Yeah, well, the M and M store is just up the street. Maybe it'll be a payday store or something. Like payday, like the the candy bar. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to make a candy reference. I feel like that's more off-Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. don't have a great candy, you know, uh, knowledge. But uh, yeah, that, you're, you're right. It is off-Broadway. <laughs> I've noticed a, a little bit of a transition this year. Got some content clips and stuff that you've got up of some... Sets? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the, the business is changing so much. And trying to promote yourself on Instagram and Twitter and, uh, and Facebook, it's just a completely different game. I mean, I've been doing it 35 years and it was, you know, you tried to get on some late night shows and then, you know, sort of waited around till somebody plucked you out of nowhere. And now you just try to post a lot of clips and kind of get a lot of followers and then goes from there. It's a different, it's an odd game. My perspective on it is twofold. One, the crowd work clip, which is definitely a thing, right? And it seems as though many comics are coming not just to the punchline, but to clubs all around the country and they're filming what used to be the thing that was avoided, right? right. I don't want disruptions out of this crowd. I'm not necessarily going into the crowd. And then if a comedian was in the crowd for too long, it was. It became kind of high stress, and it was. It was a little more confrontational, and you know, there's a variety of reasons of why it wasn't necessarily the norm. But now, I think it's become more prevalent in the hopes that you're catching something that then can be turned into a driver of followers and and views sure. and awareness and whatnot. A lot of these stand up working the audience clips. I, I I hate to think that they're kind of encouraging the audience to get involved more. Well, it changes right. the expectation both ways. And what you're saying, Nick, is you want that crowd to be quiet until you decide that they can become right. part of the show. Yeah, I've just never been a huge crowd work guy. I mean, it, I, I, you know, if, if it comes down to it, sure, I can do it, but I just I've, my fun has always been writing good jokes and seeing what happens with that. It is changing stand-up at some level, right? There are some people that are social media comedians that are not as effective on stage. All these people are here because this guy had some funny, had one funny clip or, or you know, hit his uncle in the balls or something like that, right? Think about how many times there have been conversations in which an uncle has said to his nephew, you need to get a job. 
And the nephew just kicks him in the balls and, and says, says I, I, just got, I just got a job. I just yeah, did. Yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying you need to get a job because I'm tired of getting kicked in the balls. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I understand you're making money doing this, but it's, right, it's a negative it for me. He's it from the fetal position. <laughs> on the you need a job. You got to get, get a job. job. Please stop hitting me. Sorry, it sounds more like the ant. <laughs> Salik, we have three topics for discussion from which we will pose questions that you will answer. So the three topics right now of which you are choosing one are as follows. This town ain't big enough. The Guinness Book or Knock Knock. I'll go with this town. All right. This town ain't big enough, starting with Adam. What do you think is the best thing about small town comedy clubs? Like, is there anything that's upside to a small town comedy club as opposed to the large, big city comedy club? Well, I love playing the small towns. I mean, I would say half my work is in the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and I like it and I feel comfortable there. And, and the people are really not, I mean, people are nice everywhere. I haven't had that big a problem in my career. But I mean, is that a concern of yours at all that, that it could get, or even more so than usual? It's an odd, it's a, it's definitely, I don't know. I, if I were to say it's generational, I don't mean it age of performer. I mean it age of time in business. Mm-hmm. That the longer somebody's been doing comedy, the more they're likely to have a different impression of right. what the crowd audience interaction should be. I would almost say it's like a, a not like it's a fashion trend, like we're no, in I the bell-bottom jeans era of stand-up, but it's definitely a different wave of- driven by these other dynamics. Yeah. You know, so, all right. If Jamie put me in charge of the punchline, here's the changes I would make. Every seat would have an electrical charge in it. There'd be a board up on stage with a seat diagram that the the comedian can control. So you decide. You don't have to wait for security to come tell someone to be quiet. You decide whether you zap them. Put away your cell phone. Yeah. Problem is, you'd, you'd be like, I don't know how to work this thing. You'd be zapping the poor little lady <laughs> who was just being perfectly like been quiet. Laughing, yeah. been the greatest audience member. She's yeah. like, ah! <laughs> All right, Jamie, this town ain't big enough. All right, so if you haven't been able to tell so far in this podcast, we rely on me to bring it back to like a more serious, <laughs> reasonable tone. There right? we go. Yeah, so my question is go. meant to get deeper into your psyche, <laughs> right? So you are approaching one of these small towns. Where you're going to be performing at one of these delightful small town clubs with crowds that are perfectly well behaved. And as you get to the outskirts of town and you're about to come into the town, there is a toddler there. Now, the toddler is armed, right? And the toddler says to you, this town ain't big enough for the two of us. What does that toddler need to be armed with for you to turn around and skip out on your performance? (laughs) What? Like that's a crazy scenario. Jeez, that's a great question. No, it's not. No, it's uh, not. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, any sort of gun's gonna yeah. make me uncomfortable. Especially it's a toddler holding a gun. Like, is he gonna fire that thing accidentally? Yeah. Uh, Nerf gun. Nerf gun. No. No. No Nerf gun. But yeah, I would say any sort of gun's gonna make me. Un- I had one guy have a gun at a show one time. I can't remember where it was, but he showed me as he was leaving. Oh. Not like in an intimidating way. You better be funny. You're right, that kind of thing. <sighs> to steal Adam's favorite question, I'm going to have a follow-up question. Yeah. So now you come to that, the toddler went away. 
Yeah, because it was just a, it was just a <laughs> nerve gun. <laughs> yeah. Do you have to clarify? Yeah. Okay. Is this a busy so, toddler? Yeah, this well, is, it's, it's, it's he's, got other, he's got other places he's to got shake a, down. He's a nap time. It yeah. takes him a while to get there. It's a small enough town that, <laughs> that it could be patrolled he's an by one toddler. He's an up and coming Capone. He's like, I got other places I got to shake down. This mom shows up. Oh, you, you, you and your shaking down restaurants for protection. It's an armed toddler driving a battery operated monster truck. All right, so the nerf toting toddler who you were not worried about leaves, but in his place, oh no, yes, fifth graders start to appear. Uh, How many fifth graders would have to be there? They're unarmed at this point. How many fifth graders threatening you that this town ain't big enough would there need to be before you didn't just say, I'm coming through you people? I would probably go through four, but five is too many. Yeah. And, And just because of their hyperactivity and their, you know, energy, I would be freaked out about i mean even like 21 year olds in the audience when they're in there i i i get a little just because they're so hyper and so yeah. jacked i don't know if you have kids but god i just it's so up fifth graders are like 10 years old 11 yeah 10? Probably. and so like that's yeah, a pretty and you put five of those guys you know like mm-hmm. and and in in their hyped up state right like that's a dangerous combination. Like that's something that you'd be kind of like, okay, so you guys could take out all my limbs and still have a guy swinging, right? Right. And also, <laughs> I think like at that age, and I, I can't remember that age, great, but I I would imagine they just have no respect for me whatsoever no. on on just a base level. Yeah, I, they didn't say this town ain't big enough for the two of us, right. sir. Right. No, yeah. They did yeah. not. No. All right. Many many comedians have some joke that includes a reference to a smaller nearby community oh so how small does a town have to be before it's too small to be an understood reference by a comedian now you're just picking on a small town at that point every uh, but many comedians have a joke yeah yeah yeah, yeah the neighboring small town where they're weirdos yeah right. and many comedians ask What's the town nearby that everybody makes fun of? Yeah. Tim Wilson always used to use, when he was in like Chattanooga and Nashville, we would always reference Soddy Daisy. <laughs> right? It was the town. Yeah. Right? I don't know how big Soddy Daisy is. When's the town is. too small, though? To be, and then you're just being abusive. Oh, I don't think anybody views it as picking on the town. Oh, I would. Like, I'm like, that's a town a of 300, like man. Are you seriously going to oh. be mean to those guys? Like, they're, they, they seem like a very nice Amish town, right? <laughs> Yeah. yeah right. What have they done? Yeah. yeah. What, what, what did they ever do to you? Yeah. Easy, but so yeah. build stuff. It's yeah. Harrisburg. Yeah. The first time I worked with Tim Wilson, just by the way, I remember we got back. To, we they usually have or sometimes have and certainly had more of them in the '90s. Comedy condos instead yep. of putting you up in a hotel. And we had just done one show on like a Wednesday or Thursday, and he said, uh, "I don't like the way you dress, but uh, you got some pretty good jokes there." <laughs> nice. That sounds like Tim Wilson. Yeah, Some a Tim little bit. Say. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so for round one, this is Comedy Roundtable. We will be back with more of our guest, Nick Griffin. This is Jamie, Jamie, and Adam, Comedy Roundtable. We'll be back in just a moment. I'm not super poor, but I know exactly how much money I have in the bank at all times. (laughs) That's a bad place to be when you know exactly how much money you have. It's like I'm eight. (laughs) I have $44 now. My buddy said, at least you got your health. I'm like, ooh, I get to be poor for a long time. It's all you think about when you're broke. I'm broke. You do your job, you do your errands, but all you're thinking the whole time is I'm broke. I'm jogging, I'm broke. (laughs) Doing paperwork, I'm broke. Even when you're having sex, I'm broke. (laughs) Thank God this is free. (laughs) I have a tiny apartment. 
And, and you got to walk five flights of stairs to get to it. Yeah. Yes, five flights of stairs to get to a tiny apartment. So it's exhausting, then disappointing. It's like taking a really long, hot bus trip to Denny's. So this episode is actually sponsored by our friends, Midnight Facts for Insomniacs. I fucking love those guys. Shane and Duncan are great. Yeah. Two comedians play off of each other pretty well. Yeah, fun back and forth banter. You could learn a lot. You, you do learn a lot. You could learn a lot. I could learn a lot. You don't think you could learn a lot? <clears throat> no, my back and forth banter is, is on point. Oh, you're saying I can learn about banter, not facts. Oh, actually, you could do both. You listen to their show. I'm pretty sure you could learn all about the facts they bring up, which are generally pretty cool, interesting stuff, but also about how to do good banter. Do you have to listen to the show at midnight? No, you can listen to it anytime. Mm -hmm. I actually, you know, sometimes I listen on the drive in. And how do you get their show? It's on almost every podcast platform. Well, this feels like a good time to listen to their promo. Do we have their promo? We do have their promo. Well, why are we still talking? I don't know. Cue the promo. Hey, Comedy Roundtable listeners. Since you're a fan of this podcast, that means that you enjoy being entertained through your ear holes and you appreciate unfiltered sarcasm. And that's why we think you'll love our show. It's called Midnight Facts for Insomniacs, and it's a history and pop culture podcast featuring weekly deep dives into a diverse variety of topics and also featuring us, comedians and lifelong friends Shane Rogers and Duncan McEwen. So whether you're nocturnal, sleep-deprived, or just a fan of laughing and learning, We'll keep you entertained with more than 120 episodes covering everything from astrology to pirates, cults to UFOs, conspiracy theories to the history of personality tests. Just search for Midnight Facts in any podcast player to join the Midnight Masses. Back with more of the Comedy Roundtable, Jamie, Jamie, and Adam. Our guest is comedian Nick Griffin. So we have two topics left, Nick. Uh-oh. They are the Guinness Book or Knock Knock. I am going to go with the Guinness Book just out of curiosity. All right. The Guinness Book, starting with Adam. All right. So if you are sitting in an airport bar and there's somebody who sits next to you, which which one is most likely you want to actually have a conversation with? Ooh. A guy who actually has a Guinness world record at something to a guy who has a interesting, like a, a foreign accent or three, a guy who used to work for the government. Who do, who Of those three... Who are you most likely want to talk to? I'm going to have to say Guinness. Yeah, the, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, and, and I don't know anything about government at all, so... Yeah, and it seems horrible. So the government guy's out. <laughs> the more he'll talk to me, the more I'll get confused. So. Right. The interesting accent guy's <laughs> maybe second place, right? Because you're like, he's a foreign traveler, so he must have some good stories. Right. But the Guinness guy, like, what drove you... To do something. Right. That's the guy who, you know, got kicked in the balls 20 times by the kids who right. uh, said stop or whatever. Then he went, oh, what the hell? Let's go for it. Let's go for the record. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you, hold on. Are you telling me that the record is only 20? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm just saying you got, you got like, I can do it. 20. I can take 21. Try, I, I have not thought of a record I could break, but I might be able to break I, that one. No, so hold on a second. There, That might be the kind of record where you find out very quickly that is a hard record. <laughs> you think in your head. One you in, I'm like, yeah, I can is, do this. This is much harder than I thought. Yeah. I have a great deal of respect for that guy. Actually, the record may be one. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing, though. There actually has to be – somebody has to have the uh, the record for that. And yeah. it, it, it would be interesting to find out what, what it is. The best part is I think – and I've looked a little bit into Guinness records because at one point in my life, I was like, wouldn't it be cool to actually have your own – you know, to have accomplished this? And I was trying to figure out one that would be easy. You usually have to have an official from Guinness present or you have to videotape it and, 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 and to the point where they – you know under their certain circumstances to get that to Guinness. 
the guy who flies in for the ball kicking, right? <laughs> the, the Guinness guy, he's like, he's like, oh, that wasn't an official kick. And the guy's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> really not? Yeah. That, that wasn't a good one? Yeah, that was all thought. <laughs> he's like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I got to disallow. I'm disallowing that last disallowing. kick. You're, you're back at 20. Okay, so you're the Guinness guy. You're going to talk yeah, to the Guinness yeah, guy. Yeah, it just prefer. seems like uh, a regular guy who would do that. It sounds like one of my friends who would try to come up with a Guinness record. All right, so what activity do you think is not deserving of a Guinness Book world record? Because they pretty much seems like they will do anything that you can document. Could it be sleeping? I don't know. Biking? I mean, any of these things that are just like, you could just do it over and over and over and over and over. I don't know. I like like the ones that have to do with pain. I also like the ones that have to do with like large, getting larger or... uh... (laughs) I'm just thinking about the sleeping guy. They're like... No, that's a fucking coma. (laughs) I think he's dead. I think he's been sleeping for all this time. They're like, holy shit, he's not getting like the Guinness guy's like, yep, you got the week. Right. Hey Bob, you won. Bob. 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 Oh my God. So holding your breath to say, like, I'm gonna go underwater and hold my breath. Yes. You can kind of count and be like, okay, I gotta get to 120 seconds. I gotta get to 125 seconds. Yes. Uh, trying to set a sleep record, oh, right. and then you wake up and you're like, "Did I get it? Nope. Okay. Oh, God, Jesus. God, I felt like yeah. it was yeah. it was two weeks. How close was I? I was like probably one minute away. I was one minute away, right? And you're like, no, you're like seven hours. Could you imagine? Oh, or the guy that wakes up one minute away is like, "Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I slept for eight days yeah. and I was one minute uh, away. Yeah, this uh, is bullshit." <laughs> So, do you think there's any serial killers that, as they were deep into their serial oh. killing, that they I were disappointed? Never going to be recognized for this. <laughs> they were disappointed. I'm never going to get the credit I deserve. Yeah, like, <laughs> they're, or they're like, yeah. they're like, I've killed 40 people. I'm going or, for 45. Or, hang on a second. The worst way to get discovered. You're, you've done all this work, and now you're submitting it for recognition. <laughs> <laughs> it's an undercover cop yeah. who shows up as the Guinness yeah, as Book the Guinness uh, guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll be there. What's a no, good no, time? Yeah, we'll be, we want to, see, but make sure everything has to be documented. <laughs> you know. The yeah. Guinness corporate headquarters has gotten those calls. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we've got to call the police. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, what's the record for, like, you know, horrible thing? And they're like, we're going to send the police to the How house. How many people have you killed? 17? It's 17. You can stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. Please stop. Yeah. By the way, you've, you've satisfied the record. You please don't stop. need to. Yeah. <laughs> You're fine. All right. So Guinness Book. <laughs> if you were going to meet somebody who was a Guinness Book world record oh. holder, would you rather that be a person where the most interesting thing about them is the fact that they have a Guinness World Record or that the least interesting thing about them is that they have a Guinness World Record. Oh, geez, I'd probably say least, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would like I mean, to hear what else they've done with their life. So, Jamie, Guinness. you wrote this question down, right? I did. This was the, this was the good question. Yeah, it's a good and, question. And it's pretty obvious that it would be the... You, no, you want to talk no, to the no, most no, interesting I, person? No, it's, yeah, the guy yeah, who, it's the guy who says... Look, I have a Guinness record for running marathons, but you won't believe this. I'm also a serial killer. They won't give me that one, but uh... I actually have two. I have two. One is recognized, the other is unofficial. unofficial. No, no. The reason why I asked the question is yeah. I would be fascinated by a person who is so brutally boring. Yes. And Ugh. yet, would I be more interested to talk to you have done nothing, nothing in your life except, except jump rope for 30 days. This 
Yeah. Right? Like, jump rope would, that, for 30 would days. I love <laughs> right. talking to that person? And that's to be all like, that person wants to yeah. talk and about. And that's it. Or He's is like, it, no, 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 no. I don't want to talk about anything yeah. else. Yeah. To be like, well, I've done a couple of things. Like, I jump rope one time for 30 days in a row, but I founded <laughs> Google and I. Yeah, it would be you know, funny if, it. like, he actually was incredibly interesting, but that's all he wants to talk about. He's like, my daughter <laughs> no, was no, president. It's the only thing he had. It's like, I do nothing else. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, you don't have a sports team that you follow. You no. don't, you, what do you is, mean for there, is there a book that you've read that's interesting? <laughs> you liked, yeah, yeah, no. Tell me a story about your childhood. I jump rope, man. That's what yeah. I do. I'm going to try and break my own record. There may be nothing maybe more tragic than to be a former Guinness world record holder. Um, especially if it's the guy who has nothing else in his life. Yeah, I'm number two now. Yeah. But could you imagine? <laughs> that would be the... You just you, took it. You, but so so you, you're now, a, you've become a public speaker. Mm-hmm. And you you do a whole like a TED talk. You, you go to companies to talk about uh, productivity, right? Yeah. And you're like, we've got a we got a treat for you guys today. Bio introducing uh, world record holder. He's now number two. Oof! A close friend of mine had a, an enormous walnut tree in his backyard, and he was <laughs> and and he was actually looking at doing some renovations. And the roots were all under his house, right? Everywhere under his house, and he called the university, this local university to say like, how, what's the best way to deal with this? Cause I don't want to kill the tree. Right. So what's send an arborist. And they're like, well, how big's the tree? And, and he said, well, it's like this. And they're like, no, no, you're measuring it wrong. And they told him how to measure it. And they're like, well, that's the biggest walnut tree in the entire state. Oh, wow. And so they're like, you, you must be measured. We're going to send an arborist over to, to measure it. And so they did. And it turns out it was the largest walnut tree in the state. And they gave him like a little plaque that he can put on his house that says like, this is, but the old largest walnut tree guy sent him actual hate. Was there crushed walnuts in the envelope? Oh, oh <laughs> that's yeah. a threat. That's a threat. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of kicking the balls. No. Okay. <laughs> Let's take another break here on the Comedy Roundtable with our guest comedian, Nick Griffin. We'll be back with our final topic here on Comedy Roundtable, Jim and Adam. You can't compare yourself to other people. That's another big uh, trap for not feeling good, you know, because you see other people, their lives, and you go, why? They... LeBron James, why does he get to... <laughs> Don't think about that, you know. Brad Pitt, think about Brad Pitt. Imagine that. Brad Pitt, great looking, rich, famous, Oscar, sleeping with Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> What did this guy do? Pull a thorn out of God's paw? <laughs> Are his parents leprechauns? <laughs> Amazing life, though, Brad Pitt. That's got to be, I don't know, one in a billion to have that kind of resume life. Wow. You think Brad Pitt prays? Mm, no, I'm good. <laughs> Final segment, bonus uh, segment, I guess, here with our yeah, guests on the Comedy Roundtable, Jamie, Jamie, and Adam. Our guest this week is comedian Nick Griffin. We are down to our final topic. You can choose either Knock Knock or Knock Knock. I'm going to go with Knock Knock. All right. Knock Knock, starting with Adam. This one is not going to go where you think it's going to go, which is my 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 kind of my calling card on these questions. Right. Right? Uh, misdirection. <laughs> yeah. So, knock, knock. Have you ever been in any kind of fight? Sure. Tell me about any kind of physical fight you've ever been in. Well, I used to box when I was like 15, oh. 16. Yeah. Wow, okay. So, you've yeah. been in a lot of fights. Yeah. Not a lot, but like, I don't know. I think I had five fights. 
When wow. you punch people, did you say literally knock, knock? Was no. that, is that what you're asking? <laughs> can, is there a, a dramatic fight story that you can remember? Not really, but I remember I... Uh, That's not because of the boxing. You, the memory has been taken like concussion. <laughs> there are great <laughs> stories. I, I just remember. don't remember them. Oh, I know a funny thing about boxing. Is I, I boxed when I was young, and then when I moved to L.A., I, I, I started going to this boxing gym called Wild Card Boxing Gym, where the world trainer, Freddie Roach, I don't know if you ever heard of Freddie Roach, but he, he trained Pacquiao and a bunch of oh. uh, other big fighters. Okay. If you went in the morning, it was mostly like actors and stuff, and that's when I went. Mario Lopez used to go to the, I think he still really? goes to the gym. Yeah, that guy from- Say by the Say bell. By- yeah. <laughs> kind of funny for a boxing ring. Yeah. <laughs> he asked me one day, do you want to, you know, kind of move around and throw some punches? And I said, sure. And, and his tra- he had a, tra- a Russian trainer. I guess there's some guy in the gym who, he, you know, paid to show him the ropes and stuff. And, and the trainer said, let's just go easy, you know. And I said, sure, you know, fine. You know, I don't want to get hit or anything. And then and then uh, within the 30 seconds of the first round, he's just wailing on me, Ooh. coming at me with all... Fury. Guns blazing, and I. Uh, it's a I, bad day uh, to wear your screech costume to the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> team Zach. Yeah. yeah, Team Zach T-shirt. Yeah, I was Team, <laughs> team Zach T-shirt was a bad call that day. I was Team Zach, and I was also going half ass. Right. <laughs> and I just got my head whopped, and then I just uh, I remember like looking. I'm going. I thought we were going to go halfway. And he goes, No, no, we were we were going halfway. I was like, The trainer's basically like, make my guy look good. I guess basically the story is I. Like, got beat up by Mario Lopez. By Mario Lopez. Oh, nice. so that is yeah. what the trainer does, right? He he right. tells the guy that's how he makes I guess Mario that's look what, good. Yeah. He makes him a good trainer, yeah. Right. Yeah. He's like Mario's yeah. like don't, I don't throw know any punches. Let me, let me go talk to your opponent briefly. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me warn him. Let me warn him about your fury. Let, let me brief him on your style. Yeah, let me go. <laughs> this I'm, kid's going to come with everything. No, he's yeah. not. He's not. <laughs> Come half ass, please, and maybe I'll, I'll throw you. I'll throw you a fitty. Yeah, I might get you a walk on part. I mean, I can't promise. I can't make promises. Look, I can't. Yeah, I'm not going to guarantee. I it, can't make I'm, anything. But I'm thinking three episodes as the <laughs> Bayside's new drama teacher. <laughs> knock, knock, Jamie. Right, what would be the strangest item to sell door to door? Oh, geez, I think meat would probably be a big one. Mm. Um, I don't want to pressure you, but uh, you should probably make a decision pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> this won't be here tomorrow. It's yeah. getting hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bringing a cow with you and like and being like and a knife, super yeah. fresh. Yeah. This is gonna what be about, the freshest uh, steak you've ever sex had. Sex toys would be difficult. Oh, Can right? I interest you in? <laughs> so awkward. You're like, so how's dildo? your sex life? Are you interested in? <laughs> Here's what's gonna happen. I have some items in this case. You open it. I'll step back a few feet. Yeah. You go ahead and pick out what you Anything want. Anything you want to point to something? There's some brown bags that you can <laughs> yeah. buy, put this in. Yeah, the worst part is that there. you always kind of start those businesses with your family first. So you'd be like, uh, Grandma, uh, this is going to be awkward. <laughs> Friends and family. <laughs> I grew up watching uh, Showtime movies and uh, late night Showtime movies where yeah. it's all about like seduction and like kind of almost like just above R rated. And, and it was always some housewife who was <clears throat> seducing some young guy. And I remember being a, uh, uh, I did yard work in my neighborhood for years, you know, and I remember thinking every time, every, I swear to God, every day I started mowing the lawn, I go, someone's going to come out at any point. Hit on me. And hit on me. Yeah. I'm probably going to hook up with this lady. Right. I'm 105 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm 14. Am I'm I, mowing I, lawns, how though. How could someone not? Am I mowing the lawn the wrong way? <laughs> I'm mowing lawns. I know how this story is ends. Is there something? Is there a... Is there a s- I gotta go rewatch that movie. <laughs> I, gotta, I, gotta go I don't know what this guy was doing, but it was like, do I need to upgrade to Pool Boy? Is that what I need to do? I need to do okay, Pool but Boy? when you were mowing the lawn, did you put that music soundtrack in the background <laughs> that, that, you know, those movies are... Are oh, yeah, famous for, yeah. So she comes out, the housewife comes out to pay you, and you're like, you know, you forgot your wallet, right? Like, no, I actually have it right here. It's no, like, it's right no, here. no, no, are you, sh- are, you sh- are you positive? Are you- Maybe we could figure out an alternative. You're like, yeah, and she's like, no, I mean, like, credit card? Credit card, anything, yeah. But that was my big fantasy for... Yeah, makes sense. For going door to door when I was... Uh, why is Nick always mowing the lawn at midnight? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What am I not doing? What am I? I must be missing something. something. And you've got the rival across the street who's getting all the ladies. Right, the pool boy. Right, the pool boy. Yeah, the pool boys. Walks by, winks. Frank gives you the little. Nice job, yeah. lawn boy. Uh-huh. Good. Yeah, lifeguards were always getting tail when we were kids. Like the young lifeguards at the pool. Oh, were, yeah. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> knock, knock. Knock, knock. All right. Is there an opportunity that came knocking that you now look back on and say it would have been a uh, door to go through? Keenan Ivory Wayans had a late night talk show, not in Living Color. It was after that. He had a late night talk show for a minute after it was, I think it lasted a year. The money was so crazy. I mean, I was 30, so I didn't know any better. Uh, I didn't have much to compare it to, but it was really good money. And I, I think I could have been a writer on those late night talk shows for 10, 12 years or maybe longer, but it wasn't very fun. Really? It's many, many hours. It's, it's fun initially, but you're just there forever. And yeah, I just didn't. I, I didn't love writing jokes about Bush or right. Clinton or whatever it was. It just it didn't it didn't make current me affairs. happy. Yeah, current affairs, and, and you're just motoring through them. Like you get done with one set, and you got to do another set, and it's hard to write quality jokes. And so that I, I I had a chance to maybe pursue that a little more, and it never. I never. I tr- I decided I wanted to do stand up. <laughs> <Right. laughs> And I think we all enjoy a good laugh over that one. But yeah, uh, yeah that's. Uh, yeah. I'm in small towns now doing stand up. Yeah. Not this small town. Not this is a small town. But I always thought the idea of a writer room like that <laughs> would be kind of fun. Like a bunch of guys that are it is fun. funny, like, you know, knocking up jokes, like essentially kind of kicking off each other and kind of saying, That's fun. Yeah. It is fun. Ball busting is fun in the, around the office and yeah. that kind of stuff. But just the sheer hours you're there, it's Volume not. Volume of material. Yes. That's designed to be perishable. You write 10 jokes about Bush's trip to Japan. You write 10 jokes about Bush's. We, so we come up with 40 jokes, right? And then we kind of kick around and go, are any of these usable? And it, 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 it's just a, it's a different kind of a grind process because right. it's not the development of material that right. you would use on stage. Right. right. You're no, just no. churning. Right. You're just churning and burning. Yeah. yeah. Everyone was nice there. And I, you don't get, you didn't get yelled at, but it would just be like produce more and faster. Yeah, I bet. All right. You should be making sure that you get a chance to go see Nick wherever he is around the country. Follow, like, and subscribe. Sure. Comic Nick Griffin on Instagram and uh, the Nick Griffin on um, Twitter and then NickGriffin.net. Do you do that like the Ohio State University? You're like the Nick Griffin. For Jamie, Jamie, and Adam, it is always a treat to get to see you. Appreciate you being here with us. Continued success in the uh, coming year. Make sure you go check out Nick. Put your chair back where you found it. Before too long, there will be another episode of the Comedy Roundtable, Punchline Comedy Club, available for you. 